Let's get started. Hello to all, Cypher here. This is going to be a little bit more serious of a podcast today, and I'm not sure how long it's going to be exactly. Today I plan on reading the entire fighting game Code of Conduct. It's a volunteer-driven conduct that was made, written, in order to help community members take confident and uniform action against abuse and misconduct in the scene. According to the at FGCOC on Twitter, their pinned tweet here, I read the last bit of it to sort of help me put it into a more understandable sentence without rambling on about it. And I will be referencing a few other things off of that Twitter account, so you're going to want to go there if you want to see what I'm seeing, since this is a podcast. And if you want to read the Code of Conduct for yourself, you may, but I am going to read the entire thing today. I'll have music playing over it so that you can kind of understand that I'm not adding commentary to it as I go along, I'm not going to try to interject with anything. I'm going to try to read it word for word, line for line, and not do anything like to add to it or take away from it as I go. After I read the whole thing, then I plan on adding commentary and my own thoughts about all of these things afterwards. So the music will sort of help to enforce, I think, like the part where I'm just reading the code of conduct. So we're going to go ahead and get into it. So buckle up and let's jump in. Fighting Game Community Code of Conduct. Last updated January 14th, 2021, 6 p.m. Pacific Time. Preamble. This is the Fighting Game Community Code of Conduct. Its goal is to prevent and expel predatory behavior and emotional, sexual, verbal, and physical abuse to create a safer and more inclusive FGC in which more people can enjoy the fun, exciting, grassroots spirit of our community. It was put together by community volunteers, reviewed by other community volunteers, and agreed to by community leaders. It applies to all the players, attendees, tournament organizers, staff, streamers, commentators, posters, and so on, who attend, run, or use the tournaments, online messaging platforms, chat rooms, servers, and other community-gathered places that have signed on to enforce it. In the wake of so many examples of abuse, bigotry, and other bad actions in our scene, we must recognize that we have not done enough to keep our community members safe. Previously, we've only relied on individual tournament organizers and professional tours to conduct their own disciplinary actions. Unfortunately, that kind of piecemeal approach not only places an unfair burden on those TOs, it also necessarily ends up in decisions that can come across as slow dogpiling, that can feel inconsistent, or that are made by people who may not be well connected to the community. We hope that this code of conduct will solve these problems by empowering faster, more uniform, and more community-focused action. 
please read the rest of this document, which we've tried to write in a way that doesn't take a law degree to get through. Remember, these rules will apply to everyone in any tournament, event, or discussion space that adopts this code of conduct to make sure that you understand them. If you have any questions, please feel free to strike up a conversation at fgcoc.communications at gmail.com. 1. Authority 1.1. Code of Conduct This is the Fighting Game Community Code of Conduct, a set of rules to promote better behavior in the fighting game community as agreed upon by the FGC event organizers, tournament organizers, online chat server coordinators, web platform fighter web platform providers, broadcasters, and other community leaders who we're calling the backers. This code of conduct will be led by a group called the COC team tasked with creating, enforcing, and updating both this code of conduct and its own rules. 1.2. Application. This code of conduct applies to and against all the people we're calling the participants including attendees, users, and players, tournament and event organizers, staff and volunteers, individual representatives of teams, sponsors, and advertisers, the backers, and anyone else who attends, operates, or uses any in-person or online events or spaces run by any backers, which we're calling community spaces. 1.3. Recommendations. The COC team will have a disciplinary process allowing it to receive, investigate, and make decisions regarding reports of violations of this code of conduct that will be known as recommendations, which the COC team will then send to the backers. The backers will be encouraged to follow these recommendations, but won't be required to. 1.4. Responsibility. All participants will be personally responsible for familiarizing themselves with this code of conduct. The backers will be responsible for promoting it and posting it in easily noticeable places, but this code of conduct will apply to all participants, regardless of whether they've read it. 1.5. Minimum Rules This code of conduct will be considered the minimum standard rules for any community space. The backers may use additional third-party rules and may make their own decisions regarding behavior taking place in or targeting their community spaces if they want. 1.6. Last update. The most recent publication date for this code of conduct is January 14th, 2020. And we have to assume that is a typo. I assume that is January 14th, 2021. 2. Objectives. 2.1. Objectives. This code of conduct is guided by the following intentions, which we're calling the objectives. 2.1.1. Inclusivity. The, the inclusivity objective states that this code of conduct is intended to make the FGC a safe and inclusive experience now and in the future in which everyone feels welcomed regardless of race, color, ethnicity, nationality, sex, sexual or romantic orientation, gender identity, religion, disability, neurodiversity, body size, 
pregnancy or maternity, citizenship, or any other personal characteristics. 2.1.2 Integrity The integrity objective states that this code of conduct is intended to maintain and build integrity in the FGC through inconsistent and diverse leadership, fair tournament operations, and equitable community spaces. 2.1.3 Authenticity The authenticity objective states that this code of conduct is intended to pursue the above goals of inclusivity and integrity while preserving authenticity in the FGC's unique feel, exciting fun, trash-talking spirit, and dedication to competition. 2.2 Criteria The disciplinary process will be conducted with the following guidelines in mind, which we're calling the criteria. 2.2.1 Objectives The entire disciplinary action and recommendation process from intake to investigations to final decisions will be informed and guided by the objectives. 2.2.2 Location Recommendations may be made regardless of where any violations take place, including not just in community spaces, but also in venue areas, hotel rooms, private homes, bars and clubs, social media, public chat platforms and forums, other websites, and so on. However, due to potential privacy concerns, the COC team will not accept and will not make any decisions based on any private communications like text messages or direct messages. 2.2.3 Time The COC team may make recommendations under this code of conduct for violations committed by participants before this code of conduct was first adopted, as long as those violations are part of an ongoing pattern that indicates that a participant is likely to engage in more violations in the future. 2.2.4 Excuses Violations will not be excused just because participants may have committed them under the influence of alcohol or drugs or any altered state of mind. 2.2.5 Standards This code of conduct doesn't replace the legal system and can't produce decisions as severe as those of the legal system. As a result, the disciplinary process should not and will not be bound by the standards and processes that might apply in a court of law. Recommendations will be based on the COC team's reasonable understanding of the facts of each case. 2.2.6 Consistency The disciplinary process and recommendations are intended to be consistent and foreseeable enough that participants should expect to face consequences for violations. That said, no two situations are the same, and different cases may have different outcomes. 2.2.7 Conflicts of Interest When any person who would normally participate in the disciplinary process is confronted with a case involving any of their family members, close friends, romantic or sexual partners, or business partners, they will let the COC team know about that conflict of interest and withdraw themselves from any role in that case. 3. Conduct 3.1. List of Violations The violations of this code of conduct include 3.1.1 
engaging in assault, battery, physical harassment or abuse, or any other physical contact with any other person without their consent. 3.1.2 Engaging in malicious bullying, baiting, trolling, or other non-physical harassment or abuse that rises to a level beyond commonly accepted FGC trash talking. 3.1.3 Using or threatening to use a deadly or dangerous weapon except in reasonable defensive situations. 3.1.4 Pestering or stalking any other person or otherwise not respecting any other person's reasonable desire to be left alone. 3.1.5 Taking photographs of or recording any other person without their consent or backer authorization. 3.1.6 Engaging in engaging in discriminatory or hateful statements or behavior, including any based on race, color, ethnicity, nationality, citizenship, sex, sexual or romantic orientation, gender identity, religion, disability, neurodiversity, body size, or any other personal characteristics. 3.1.7 Intentionally outing any other person's sexual orientation, gender, or other identities without their consent. 3.1.8 Intentionally causing fear or distress in or maliciously abusing power over any other person. 3.1.9 Disclosing confidential information or media, doxing, or sharing any personally identifiable information or violating any other person's reasonable expectation of privacy. 3.1.10 Intentionally entering off-limit areas and community spaces. 3.1.11 DDoSing, swatting, spreading malware, phishing, as in PH phishing, hacking into any other person's accounts, or intentionally, recklessly, or negligently damaging, tampering with, or interfering with any other person's property, platform, equipment, other possessions, or network connection. 3.1.12 Scamming or engaging in fraud, impersonation, or defamatory statements or behavior against any other person. 3.1.13 Tampering with a tournament, fixing any match or bracket, colluding, entering multiple times in a single tournament, substituting or being substituted for any other player mid-tournament or without good faith permission from the organizer using disallowed game code exploits or any other unsportsmanlike conduct or conduct that violates commonly accepted FGC tournament etiquette. 3.1.14 Stealing, misappropriating, mishandling, or misrepresenting the amounts or uses of entry fees, prize pots, hotel, or other lodging fees, viewer or other donations, or any other person's money. 3.1.15 Creating a nuisance or hazard by neglecting personal hygiene, refusing to take appropriate hygienic or medical precautions, 
or engaging in or encouraging others to commit any hygienically or medically unsafe behavior. 3.1.16 Failing to abide by any applicable third-party rules. 3.1.17 Advocating for, encouraging, being an accomplice to, or threatening to engage in any potential violations. 3.1.18 Evading or attempting to evade any disciplinary action taken under this code of conduct. 3.2 Underaged Participants Any participant under the age of 16 must be accompanied by an adult guardian when attending an in-person community space. Standards of behavior will be higher with or around anyone under the age of 18, meaning behavior that may not otherwise amount to violations may be treated as violations if the target is under 18. Anyone under the local age of majority will be deemed unable to consent, including to sexual activity. 3.3 Other Violations this list of violations isn't exhaustive. Any other behavior that goes against commonly accepted FGC standards or norms or any of the objectives may violate this code of conduct as well. 4. Structure 4.1 COC Team The COC Team may organize itself as a nonprofit or other legal entity. 4.2 Membership Membership in the COC team will include all the backers as well as anyone else who accepts the COC's team's invitation to join. 4.3. Committees The COC team will have eight committees. The Moderation Committee, the Investigations Committee, the Code of Conduct Committee, the Tools and Record Keeping Committee, the Legal Committee, the Inclusion and Diversity Committee, the Public Relations Committee, and the Collegiate McKit Committee. 4.4 Meetings The COC team will have meetings from time to time to decide issues of structures and amendments. 4.5 Updates This code of conduct may be updated from time to time by the COC team to better serve the FGC, although any chances, any changes to it must remain in line with both the objectives and commonly accepted FGC standards and norms. If the COC team ever does make changes, the backers will try to notify participants of those changes, but the participants will still be solely responsible for making sure that they stay informed about and for abiding by the terms of this code of conduct. 5. Investigation Adjut Adjutitiation. <laughs> I apologize. I'm tripping over this word. Adjudication and enforcement. 5.1. Potential outcomes. Recommendations of penalties for violations of this code of conduct may include, but are not limited to, warnings, refusals of entry or use, Disqualifications, suspensions, bans, referrals to venue security or platform administrators, referrals to law enforcement or other authorities, community boycotts, and so on. 
participants who engage in violations and are the focus of resulting recommendations may not be entitled to any refunds or repayments. If a backer is found to have committed a violation, the COC team will release that information publicly and may expel the backer from the COC team. 5.2. Investigation. The COC team and the backers will have the ability to take in reports about and investigate any potential or alleged violations and will attempt to maintain confidentiality throughout the disciplinary procedure. 5.3. Adjudication. The COC team will have the power to make recommendations against any participants found to have committed violations. The backers will still have the power to take disciplinary action against participants who have attended or used or might attend or use their community spaces. 5.4. Enforcement. The backers will enforce disciplinary action in their own community spaces. This ends the Code of Conduct. Before we continue, I wanted to make a few things clear. First of all, I'm not associated with the Fighting Game Community Code of Conduct panels or committees in any way. And I am not associated with or affiliated with any of the tournament organizers that would be affiliated with this. I'm not affiliated with any members of the Melee community or Smash community who have either not given any opinion on this or have given any opinion on this. When I say the things that I'm going to say, the words are my own and are not meant to represent anybody else's opinions or thoughts or views. So I will say my piece, and when I do, I'm trying to let you know that they're my words. And even if I'm sharing what I think is best or suggestions, you can take that with a grain of salt. I don't have any sort of actual say. Really, I'm sharing my opinion and view on this because I want my voice to be out there. My... One of the reasons I have created this podcast that you're listening to now is because I wanted to document my journey into the Melee community more. I've always enjoyed competitive Melee from a distance and then have gotten closer and closer to the heartbeat of it, the, the soul of Melee, if you will. But up to now, I still have not played in any online tournaments in the future when the pandemic is more or less behind all of us and we can do in-person tournaments again. That will mean it will be my first time doing an in-person tournament. So I haven't actually attended any sort of fighting game community event unless you count Twitch chat watching a live stream of a Melee event or Smash Ultimate event. I've watched those and I follow along and I enjoy doing all that. I enjoy playing the Smash games and Melee especially. I enjoy all of that, but I was there, if you will. I was on Twitter. I was seeing all the tweets that came out last year in 2020 and 2020 of 
allegations of all kinds of horrible actions committed to the people who came forward and said, this is what happened to me. And I want to say to all of those people, thank you for sharing your story. This is not the first time that there has been a code of conduct panel or, or committee. There was formerly a Smash community-focused code of conduct panel, and that was led by Dr. Piggy, who you can find on Twitter at Dr. Piggy PhD, D-R-P-I-G-G-Y PhD. And since then, the Smash Community Code of Conduct panel disbanded. And I could probably try to give you a TLDR reason why, but according to their own statement that they made at the time that they disbanded, they said they did not have the proper resources to address all of the things that were brought to them, allegations and, and, and so on. And more or less, they were overwhelmed. So that's what I remember based off of that. Dr. Piggy was a big part of the Smash Community Code of Conduct panel when the FGCOC Communications, or their Twitter handle is FGCOC, at FGCOC, tweeted their first tweet, maybe... I'm not sure if this was the very first one, but their introductory tweet to the community at large on Twitter, at least, was on January 13th of this year in 2021, where they said, A collective of community volunteers have written the fighting game Community Code of Conduct. This document is an open resource and was created to help community members take confident and uniform action against abuse and misconduct in the scene, linking to their website, which you can find on their Twitter as well. And one of the first people to respond was Dr. Piggy, who said, I'm definitely sad to see the same kinds of replies to this as we got with the Smash COC. I hope you can be there for each other, rally your resources, and remember your mission before you take hate to heart. The hardest part isn't the start, it's the continuing despite it all. From my own personal standpoint, from my own view, these sort of things, in my opinion, are necessary. Having a fighting game community code of conduct, having a resource like that, is important. Even if it's not a true replacement to, it's not a true replacement to the actual real court of law, and that was said as much in the code of conduct itself which you just heard because I read the whole thing in one go by the way first try uh, I did trip over a few things <laughs> adjudication <laughs> I had to look at that for like a solid three seconds of silence before going like okay I think that's how you pronounce it <laughs> but anyway they said as much in the code of conduct they said this is not a court of law so we will make recommendations to and, and report to court of law, to law enforcement authorities as needed, as each case may or may not demand. But as we all know, you go anywhere public and it's not just law enforcement that will try to keep the peace. You know, like if you go to a, a local park, for example, where there's 
maybe like a soccer field. There's a volleyball pit, the playground, swing sets. Normally when you walk into a public space like that, if you're paying any attention, there's going to be a sign or three or five saying something to the effect of, hey, you're in a public space. Please watch your language. Don't mess up things on purpose, either breaking or tampering with, you know, those sort of words. Don't be here after nightfall. Those those kind of things. Like, this is not a foreign concept. I, I almost feel like that based on some of the replies, and Dr. Re- Dr. Picky kind of referred to this in the tweet, but there have been some pushbacks against this. The emergence of the FGCOC, the Fighting Game Community Code of Conduct. I don't know for anybody else why that would be a bad thing just based off of the start. I would certainly agree that no matter what law enforcement or or rules by made by a community like whenever you're going to have people involved with anything not just fighting games or sports or anything you look at the NFL for example by the way it's not like everybody behaves themselves perfectly over there either but you you get what i mean when you involve humans Unfortunately, there are those who would take advantage of a situation. There are those who would want to advance themselves, who would want to get the things that they want, who would act selfishly. You know what I mean? I think we all understand. I don't want to be specific, and I don't want to try to bring up any specific story or use any sort of anecdotal evidence. I think we all understand that. That some humans are going to have a vice or or a desire or a a downfall that affects their behavior that that translates to the things that they say think and do the approach that i've always tried to have and i'm not a perfect person so let's just get that out of the way but the approach that i've always had is when we lift each other up we all rise like you understand what i mean it's not the it's not the pulling each other down to lift yourself up mentality. It's lift those up around you. And if they're doing the same, then we all rise together. That to me is really, really cool. But that does not happen by accident. And I know that thinking about a code of conduct and reading any amount of legalese to a 12-year-old, to a 16-year-old, seems kind of like, well, why though? That's fair, because there hasn't necessarily been enough life experience. I won't say that's true across the board. I am generalizing. I just mean to say that I did not think when I first ventured onto the internet about there being something bad, at least not at first. I grew to understand that more as time went along, and my parents talked to me about it as well. They're like, don't click on things that take you to different websites. Don't don't believe with all certainty things that you see on the internet either you know take it with a grain of salt it's just a sort of the same thing that you would say to your children when they first start watching the news or going to school or i don't know you soccer practice you know what i mean it's like don't just you know 
immediately start going along with what everybody else is doing without asking any questions, without going, okay, but why, though? I, I mean, it's sort of like a you, you, you start out naive, and you have to get your feet wet somehow. You have to dip your toes in or whatever you want to call it. You have to get into life. You can't just sit and hide all of your life. We do need to get out there at some point, all of us, but um, to make sure that you are doing that carefully and also being aware of the positives and negatives of going to any sort of place and event where there are other people as well. That's important to remember. That's important to know. And because this doesn't happen by accident, people who take the time to put together these sort of things, a code of conduct for the fighting game community, is something that, at face value, is good. It should be a good thing. I think where what people are objecting to, perhaps when they are objecting, is that this sort of thing hasn't worked before or that the people involved may not have a true objective and like clear of conflict of interest look at things. Maybe that the people involved are tied up with a certain case or have shown problematic behavior in the past. Maybe that's why, but I think to start, it shouldn't be a, oh, there's a new code of conduct committee and panels and committees, all that stuff. There's This is a new thing that we're trying yet again. Oh, wow, I'll just go ahead and believe that's not going to happen then. I don't personally hold that view myself. Obviously, if something like this, be it in the fighting game community or otherwise, kind of shows that it is incapable of enforcing its own rules and, and, and regulations and all that stuff, then, yeah, the doubt creeps in and you say to yourself, well, boy, I don't, I don't know if I can trust that source that should be trusted, but I don't want to start there. And I don't want to think that a lot of people in Melee community or the Smash community at large, the fighting game community at large, I don't want to think that everybody is saying this is a bad thing and we shouldn't support it or, or abide by it. We should just rely on ourselves like we always do. I think that that sort of goes along with the same mindset of, of Nintendo, for example, right? We had Nintendo cease and desist the Big House 10 tournament back in November, you know, in advance of its December, December, um, I forget exactly what time of the month, but like when Big House 10 was supposed to run, it was an online event. Nintendo wrote a cease and desist letter to the tournament organizer, Robin Harn, I believe, and said, you need to shut your event down. And that got a lot of people upset because the reasoning that Nintendo gave, which was like a paragraph, was something to the effect of, yeah, we don't approve the use of modifications to games, especially for Melee, the Slippy Mod. It's not going to fly with us. A lot of people got really upset, justifiably so, because that's lame, obviously. And it reinforced to the people who already were in the know and educated to the people who may not have known already, it showed that 
Nintendo is not likely to support the tournament organizers in any meaningful way in the future. It's not likely that Nintendo will come to the tournament organizers, the relevant heads of the community of Melee and the Smash community at large, and say, hey, you know what? Here's $20 million. Now now go and run some awesome events and promote our games. They're not going to do that. Or at least, if that happens, that would be like... <laughs> well, it, yeah, it would almost be like a, a reality TV host somehow becoming president. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's happened, actually. <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, anyway. In other words, it reinforced that grassroots mindset. A lot of people seem to think that and say that, okay, Nintendo is never going to really meaningfully help us, so just leave us alone. Just leave us alone. And I don't want to, like, you know, treat this like a like a movie where... I'm dissecting the movie and being like, you know, these themes really tie together. But I I feel like I do notice that the mindset of leave us alone, let us do our own thing also sort of applies in this as well. We'll police ourselves. We'll, we will regulate our behavior any way we see fit ourselves. We're not going to be bound to this random group of people who are saying, hey, safe space welcome to all lift each other up not not tearing each other down even that is not something that is appealing to some people that i that i have seen so at least on twitter and again i'm generalizing a lot here but hopefully this is sounding true to those of you who are in the know and to others of you who may not be involved in the fighting game community at all in any of the particular places like Street Fighter community or Tekken or Mortal Kombat. You get it. Smash. Even if you're involved in something like, I don't know, like a, like a football team. I'm a big Philadelphia Eagles fan. There's not necessarily a code of conduct panel for all Eagles fans where you have to behave a certain way and say and do certain things that are within the like regulations of that no there's there's not there's nothing of that sort it's sort of the same thing where it's like you are on whatever public forum on whatever part of the internet like me being on Eagles Twitter and if you say something that's out of line whoever feels that way will call you out on it more or less I mean unless you're like maybe someone like me who doesn't have like a huge following or anything, but I've seen people who, you know, have thousands or tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands followers, you know, tweet something that's kind of sus and everybody be like, "Mm, maybe you shouldn't say that. And in other words, there's a certain amount of accountability to be had there. And that's great. I think that happens everywhere else that we're speaking of today, where somebody may say something or tweet something and on whatever online platform and other people being like, ah, maybe you shouldn't say that. Maybe you shouldn't tweet that. So there's a certain amount of self-regulating that we can do, okay? So just to continue to try to steer this conversation and my monologue, we can do a certain amount of self-regulating. We can do a certain amount of self-organizing like because we have done a lot of that in the past and up to today. 
we have been running these events for years and like like almost two decades literally almost two decades of organizing events and trying to make the space a welcoming one I've seen that documentation you know whether it's the Smash Brothers documentary as like the most relevant example or other things media and content where it all sort of says you know we want to build the hype we want to establish awesome storylines we want to get excited about the players who are playing and the top players especially but I think we also recognize how that can sometimes turn you know the hype and excitement to more of a toxic mindset where something happens somebody says something gets a whole mom mentality behind that and take it and and create a lot of negativity as well so what is the right amount of hey we're gonna watch what we say and watch what we do and be careful what's the right amount of you saying that while also saying hey <laughs> let's have some fun let's not talk in legalese this whole time do I have your consent for a fist bump after this match ends after this set ends like I, I don't want anybody to feel like that that's what even the fighting game community code of conduct is saying itself like I don't think that's the lead because it says in the code of conduct that I read that the fighting game community does have a uniqueness to it where yeah when you play against someone you're trying to hype it up a little bit you're trying to trash talk a little bit you're trying to say hey guess who's gonna win today this guy and you're pointing to yourself <laughs> uh, my, when I have my friends over um you know especially before the pandemic because you know responsibility and such we would play smash and you know we'd also be like just you know smack talking each other a little bit not to say I was like going after anyone's like like personal feelings or that anybody was doing the same to me we're all friends we all understand that we're having fun and that's where it's great that's a great feeling to have where it goes wrong is when you do say something that's personal when you do cross the line and that's the problem the line that we're talking about crossing what this code of conduct is trying to help establish a drawing a line in that sand is that it's different for different people and it's hard to universalize any of this because if you say one thing to one person and they're like yeah whatever and then they dish it right back to you the next person will have hurt feelings and not know how to express that they won't they're not sure how to say you know what that that hurt my feelings can you please can i can you please apologize and and I'm not a particularly confrontational person, so like if somebody hurts my feelings, usually I'll just say to myself, you know what, it's not worth it to bring it up because that'll just make it worse. Like that's, and you know what I mean? Like some people have that mindset, other people are like, if you get in my face, I will get right back in your face. There's those people as well. It's really hard to put all this effort of being better and making it work for everyone as well. And so, what? We're supposed to not try? We're supposed to say, you know what? We can't make it perfect, so let's just all do our own thing, and uh, then we'll just continue on, and whatever. 
I don't think that means that we shouldn't try to make the community a better and safer place. Because when we, I mean, we've seen, especially for Smash, we have seen what a sort of like don't ask, don't tell sort of policy looks like. Again, I might be generalizing, but what I'm trying to say is we have seen the results of years of people, not everyone, I just mean a smaller group of individuals being within a community space and taking advantage of it. And I think that to make it more of an accountability system, to make it make you the participant and me the participant more accountable to something will help to boost the behavior. And I have not gotten into any specifics about the, like the, you know, how should we welcome minors into like a tournament, like as long as they have a guardian slash adult, like parent, I mean, at all times with them, what age can they be allowed to not be with their parents slash guardian at all times? Like, you know what I mean? Like I haven't tried to get into any of that because I don't have an answer I read this code of conduct because I wanted to highlight it and also promote the greater discussion of when we get back to in-person tournaments, I, for one, want to see a more visible, a more promoted, like, hey, everyone, we are going to do this right. We are going to try to do this right. We're going to have standards. We're going to have rules, and we're going to... Try to enforce those to the best of our ability. And that's the whole thing. Do your best. I think that that's really important here. It's important to me anyway. And when I... In the near future, when I start to play online events and in the hopefully not-so-far future go to an in-person tournament, like a LAN in-person gathering, you get it. Hopefully that's not too far down the line. Hopefully it's not in five years. Hopefully it's less than that. But whenever it happens, when I go, I want to be able to go there and be proud to be part of that community. And I want to have a friendly banter and, and smack talking where everybody's, you know, having fun while also being safe. Like, that I would love for that to be the case across the board. It's just so hard to enforce that or, or to live up to that standard at all times in all community spaces and all gatherings and forums and the internet and everything. But if we can take small, small, slow steps in the right direction hopefully in another five years we won't have an eruption of allegations but that you know the 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 cases that may come are dealt with properly and that are taken to the appropriate authorities if need be and result in people who would take advantage or or or, or tear another down that they would be properly addressed and dealt with like I would rather see see those sort of things than just having someone come forward and I, I heard this sort of statement of like 
I didn't know what to do after what happened to me happened. I wasn't sure where to go. I didn't know who I could talk to. I didn't know where I could be safe. That, to me, is really... I feel like to all of those, again, like I said, to all of those who went through those experiences, firstly, I hope that you're okay. Secondly, thank you for sharing. Very brave of you to do. I don't want there to be future instances and events that are the same as what we've been hearing about in this past year. So my desire to see a better, safer, and more welcoming community is just me talking, and again, these are just my own opinions and thoughts. I hope that others feel the same. What I'm really hoping for is that this is all a little bit more visible in the future. I guess what I'm saying is I hope that whether it be this specific at FGCOC fighting game community code of conduct if that's the standard that we have in Melee and Smash in particular if it is that it's visible that the TLDR version of these are at least read out loud that everybody you know has to like sign off on it I don't know like I would like to see that sort of thing and I'm not gonna say I that's ha- that has to be that way across the board to those who may not actually want to go forward with this particular code of conduct but like in other words I want to see a little bit more often the side of this community where we are being conscious and 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 talking about how we can make this better and safer for everyone who's involved instead of just sort of like you know what just don't just we don't talk about that sort of thing like you know what I mean like I don't want it to I don't want people to feel like and especially newcomers to feel like oh I can't talk about this or that or if somebody and this is the what I'm really not hoping for if somebody has something bad happen to them I don't want them to feel like they have nowhere to go. And maybe they don't feel like they have anywhere to go because this is like one of the first communities they've gotten involved with, either in person or online. And they're like, I don't, this is something that I'm passionate about. And now it's like, I don't know how to feel about it anymore because something bad to me happened within that space. Like, I don't know where to go now. I don't know what to do with myself. Like, I don't have maybe I don't have great resources at home or, or, you know, you, you understand what I'm saying. So to try and boil that all down, because this has been a long podcast for today. Hmm. I'll, I'll say it one more time. When we lift each other up, we all rise. That's what I'm hoping for. That we all lift each other up so that we can all rise. And that's it. So if you have any thoughts that you want to share about this, you know, you have the link to my socials. I'll also link the the Twitter for the fighting game code of conduct 
communications Twitter. I'll link all of that in the description of this episode in the you know in the podcast platform that you're listening to this through. So that you can either go to them or you can or you can message me too. You know, my DMs are open and you can or tweet at me, you know, you get it, saying whatever you want to say about my own thoughts or the code of conduct itself, but I think that this is a good thing. It's not a perfect thing, but to continue to desire to take steps forward in the right direction, that's the important thing here. To not give up, to not just be satisfied with where we are now, to continue to develop this in a better direction. Just like Melee and Smash in general develops itself in better directions otherwise. Making the content better. More access to the game itself. Sharing the, the magic and the, the awesomeness of these games with other people. Like, we, we want to do all that too. I want to do all that as well. While also making everywhere we are and representing ourselves and the community that communities as well that we're in that it's welcoming and safe. Sorry if it sounds really fluffy to some of you, but that is a desire that I have to see that we are better and safer. And that's important to me, and I wanted to share that with you today. All right, let's get you going. Hope that you're well and that you're safe, and hope that you enjoy the rest of your day slash morning slash afternoon slash evening slash midnight snack. (laughs) All right, see ya. What does the cow say? Moo. Moo. Good job. What does the kitty cat say? Ow. Good job. What does the doggy say? Woof. Woof, woof. Good job. Can you say linguistic specialist? Okay. Good job. That was a good try. Can you say outside? Outside. Do you want to go outside? Okay. Okay. Can you say bye-bye? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.